matter how hard you can get hit, and keep moving forward. Boom! What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the AEW Dynamite Review Show right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, hosted by your boy, TK, from the Tim King Show. And again, thank you guys for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. While you're watching, please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. We have so much great stuff going on right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, whether it's sports, whether it's wrestling, whether it's entertainment, we got the works for you. And hey, you don't just have to watch us. You can listen to us as well. Just go ahead, put into Google Bloodline Entertainment Network. Everything we do will pop up. YouTube will pop up. Sure, the social medias will pop up. Sure, but you can also find our audio. We're on Spreaker. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music and Google Music and all those other major audio platforms. So just go and search the Bloodline Entertainment Network into Google. And when you do that, Pull up to bloodlinenetwork.com. That's right, bloodlinenetwork.com. We are your home for sports, wrestling, entertainment. All our videos, all our audio, everything we do is all in one place. So go ahead, check out bloodlinenetwork.com. Again, we are here today for the AEW Dynamite Review Show. Appreciate you guys greatly for tuning in. Again, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Overall, tonight's Dynamite wasn't a bad show. It was a show following AEW Double or Nothing. AEW Double or Nothing was all right. I went back and watched it the second time. Uh, if you missed it, you could go back and watch the watch along that we did right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. It's a hell of a good time. I said my final score was 8.25. Now, again, if you ever see me off a watch along, I give the score grade. And since I have a great time, with my bloodline family, I always give it an extra score point. So I really graded it like a 7.25, so like a C minus ish. Gave it a B minus 8.25 because I had some fun with the people I was watching the show with. So all in all, 8.25. You can go back and watch the watch along right here on Bloodline Entertainment Network, or you can watch our AEW Double or Nothing post show that we did right after right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. A lot of double or nothing coverage. This is the dynamite that followed it. So I wasn't sure what to expect, What if we were going to get new stories, continuations of stories. Hell, they only had two matches booked like eight hours ago. They, they ended up filling the card out pretty nicely. I enjoyed the show. Again, it wasn't very sexy on paper. Like I looked at it and was like, eh, I don't know. But all in all, I did enjoy the show. I thought the match quality was good. I feel like they built stories. They're building swerve. And Darby, I still think they're telling that BCC and the Elite story. Don Callis got booed out of the building with Konosuke Takeshka. That was awesome. Chris Jericho, Adam Cole, Britt, and Soraya. I don't know if they're going to continue that or not. I feel like they are. Jericho's uber frustrated. And, you know, we'll get into it. But you know how we do these shows. I just like to go rip through it. Let's run it down. If there's anything we want to talk about after, we'll talk about it. So, starting the show, we had... The Blackpool Combat Club taking on the Lucha Brothers and Bandito. Bandito was rocking this DC or uh, Marvel looking outfit. And B- Brian Danielson happened to be on commentary. So he looked like a bug. So I'm assuming it was like an Ant Man get up. He looked like a little badass, though. I love Bandito with the Lucha Bros. Obviously, I love Death Triangle. I love Pac. But man, it's, it'll be cool when Pac comes back because I think Pac's going to be like, what the fuck to the Lucha Brothers? 
And that's where we're finally going to see the death triangle separation pack and bandito, maybe small feud, which would be cool. Anyways, back to the match. This match was a lot of fun. Again, Brian Danielson was on commentary for it. I got a good 15 to 18 minutes. It felt like Mox is wearing a shirt called death jitsu. And, you know, it was badass looking shirt. I'm like, what does that mean? So Brian is just screaming about this death jitsu shirt. This death jitsu. What is death jitsu? So Brian goes, death jitsu is when you take technical wrestling and you do it in a violent way. I loved it, dude. And Brian put Wheeler Yuta over on commentary the whole time. If you remember last week on Dynamite, Wheeler took the pin to the Lucha Brothers in that tag team match. And Brian and Mox just like chastised the fuck out of him. Wheeler Yuta got the pin in the main event of Double or Nothing over Kenny Omega. Incredible stuff. Brian was putting the kid over like crazy. During the match, again, like I said, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of back and forth different spots throughout the match, as you'd expect with the Lucha Brothers and the BCC. I mean, they all are just so fluid in that ring. Bandito. Holy fucking Bandito. This man is such a fucking freak athlete, man. He did the 60-second delayed vertical suplex to Bandito. That was fucking awesome. There was one point where he took a spike pile driver from the BCC from Claudio Mox on the outside. Just fucking dirty. He was in the ring for most of the match, taking the brunt of the punishment. Great teamwork by the BCC throughout. The end of it came when Wheeler and Bandito were tussling in the ring. Mox helps Wheeler on one side of the apron. Penta ends up hitting him, or Phoenix ends up hitting Mox on the outside, putting Mox down. Claudio on the flip side throws a nasty uppercut at Bandito, takes out Phoenix, comes over and takes out Penta. And then Wheeler goes ahead and gets the pin on Bandito with the seatbelt. Like I said, this was a really fun match, and it was a good way to start the show. We're followed up. Makes sense. By the Young Bucks, Hangman Page are backstage with Alex Marvez. They're just talking about, you know, they're still standing on their own two feet. Uh, one of the Bucks, I always get them confused. So I'll get them confused my whole life. I think it's Matt. Matt stands up with a shoe off still. You know, he says, I can't believe, like, the crazy measures we had to go to to put some flying shit, you know, exploding stuff in my shoe. Stepping on thumbtacks. We're beat up, but we're still here ready to fight. Hangman said Kenny left the country. So that was interesting. I'd imagine maybe he's going to get himself ready for Forbidden Door in June. We might not see Kenny Omega back on TV until then. I got think you're going to see Kenny Omega back on TV, though. You're going to try to sell whatever match he's got to have at Forbidden Door. I digress. That's a topic for a whole other day, and we will certainly talk about that. But what the interesting portion of this, this part was the Dark Order ends up walking up, and they go, Oh, Hangman, looks like you have your new best friends. You don't need us anymore. And they kind of like were salty, rubbing it in Hangman's face. So they walk away. Hangman goes to chase them. But Marvez asks Hangman a question. And Hangman's like, I got to go. I got to go. And Marvez wanted him to answer the question. So then Hangman starts answering the question. He's like trying to get Marvez to speed it up and wrap it up. Kind of a cool segment because I think we're going to get a Dark Order heel turn. And I'm going to be honest. I don't really watch ROH. But I've seen some interesting shit going on with Stu Grayson and uh, The Righteous. So it'll be interesting to see, like, maybe there's a full-on Dark Order heel turn with, like, The Righteous and Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, John Silver. That would be cool. You know, Dark Order's been boring for how long? Like, forever. So it'll be really nice switch. I wanted them to win those trios championships at All Out last year, and that was top two match of the night. They didn't, and they've been fucking stale since. Let's keep it on moving. Tony Schiavone is in the ring. He calls out Juice Robinson and Jay White for an interview. 
uh, Bullet Club Gold asked why FTR got involved in their business last week. If you remember, at not last week, but at, at Double or Nothing, after there was a backstage segment, they were beating up Ricky Starks. FTR made the save for Ricky. FTR comes out now to confront Jay White and Juice Robinson. Jay White says, well, maybe FTR should just join Bullet Club Gold. And uh, while they're like, what the fuck? Uh, Dax asks for the mic. Jay throws it on the floor. And fucking Juice just cracks the shit out of Dax with a left hand filled with quarters. Like, nasty. Dax sold it well. Uh, Dax and Jay, or Jay White and Juice Robinson then went beat the shit out of cash. Ricky Starks ends up coming to the ring, making the save. Challenges Jay White to a match next week on Dynamite. Calls him a punk-ass bitch in the process of it. So next week, we're going to get Jay White and Ricky Starks. Tony Khan comes out. Or comes out and backstage for his big announcement. Fourth week in a row, he's got an announcement about a collision again. What's the announcement? We all know what the announcement was going to be this week. CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! We knew that was going to be the announcement because ticket sales weren't that great. I don't know why they thought they were going to sell at the United Center. Right? I don't know. That was really ambitious of them. I mean, it's not like, I mean, Punk just was gone for nine months. Ain't like he was gone for seven years. Plus, half the fan base, or 30% of the hit, maybe 35% of the fan base is jaded by him. Not this guy. But if you watch the reaction on the show, half, like 35% of that crowd wasn't very into that announcement. But that's good. And I'll talk about it momentarily because you can always turn that man heel. And he's a great heel. So. Let them boo him. Let them fucking boo him. It's all good. So CM Punk will be featured on AEW Collision, according to Tony Khan. <clears throat> Next, we got Swerve Strickland taking on Big Bill and Trent in a triple threat match. Again, I said, if you looked at this show on paper, you'd be like, look, what the fuck? The match itself, not, not so bad. The match was a lot of fun, as you'd expect. Three good workers, including Swerve. Swerve got the win. Um... It's a good back-and-forth match. Honestly, it was action-filled from start to finish. Um, this is going to push – this win is going to push Swerve one step closer to a one-on-one -on -one match with Orange Cassidy. And that was the story that they were telling in the International Battle Royal at Double or Nothing. And that's why this match happened. Swerve threw Big Bill out when they were in the final three with Orange. Trent actually took a bullet for Orange. He took a Big Bill boot. Trent and Orange were on the apron. Big Bill's out to boot Orange out of the match. Trent pushes Orange out of the way, takes the boot, and eliminates himself. So all three of these guys had an integral part of that battle royal. So while this match didn't make sense, it made sense. And again, it's going to push Swerve to the next level of the internet, or, or to basically number one contender for the international championship, as he should have been, as he was the second person left in the match with Orange. He was the last person to be eliminated. Let's keep it going, though. The acclaimed Daddy Ass come out to the stage. This was just a put Daddy Ass over segment. Bowens and Caster hyped Daddy Ass hard. They said they're not done with the House of Black, and Daddy Ass deserves one more run with the title, and they are going to get him that run. So it looks like the acclaimed and Daddy Ass are going after the House of Black still. <clears throat> Next, we get another in-ring segment. This time, it is Don Callis, and we came out with Konosuke Takeshka. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This man got booed the fuck out of the building. Crowd was pretty solid all night, but this 
was ridiculous. This man got booed the fuck out of the building. And he basically said, Kanosuke Takeshka is the best Japanese wrestler of all time. Just ran through all these Japanese legends and then went and ran through Okada and said, Kanosuke Takeshka is better than Okada. And he said he's better than, he will show that he's better than Kenny Omega. He also said that he, since he lost his old family, he'll be putting together a new family. So this is no BCC affiliation with Don Callis and Kanosuke Takeshka. BCC will be their own separate entity. And it looks like Don Callis will be making his own crew. Will it be United Empire? Will Takeshka join, join United Empire? Will it be an Americanized version? Not Americanized, obviously, but like on American soil in AEW version of United Empire. Mind you, Aussie Open was recently signed. Takeshka, Aussie Open, you, you, you got some you got some rolling room there. And I know a lot of people hate the faction warfare in AEW, but I love it. So given a, a true faction with Don Callis and then giving another faction starting with Bullet Club Gold, I'm fucking with it. I am with it. But Takeshka grabbed the mic, was screaming, basically fuck Kenny Omega and got booed out of the building. It was great. Great stuff. Let's keep this train moving. Get another match. This is another match that was just pushing towards that international championship that's going to come up next week. <laughs> when Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy, and they've teamed before, they're undefeated as a tag team, took on the Gates of Agony, two-thirds of the ROH Trios champion. And it was another fun match, man. Gates of Agony are a lot of fun. They're fucking big, brooding men. They're good athletes. And anytime you're going to put two special people like Orange and Darby together, it's great. The ending was awesome. Such a cool sequence. We had Superman punches into the, co- into the coffin drop for the one, two, three. During the match, Brian Cage, Prince Nana, and Swerve came out on the apron. Swerve was sitting there after the match. Swerve, Cage, Nana were walking towards the ring. Gates of Agony surrounding it as well. And Sting's music hit. And Tony Schiavone hits Sting. Oh, my God, he's back. And he was just fucking going crazy for this man. So, absolutely, absolutely love Sting coming back. It's funny because Streets is watching our boy Streets, and he goes, fuck, they're still rolling 70-year-old Sting out there. The Sting still looks great, dude. Sting still looks great, and it's a good name for the casuals, too. You always need that in AEW. So I loved it. Sting came to the ring, and that was that was that on the segment, which flips us to the back um, stage again. MJF vignette says he's the best. He fucking beat Darby with another headlock takeover. What the fuck's wrong with you, Darby? He says, and nobody's going to beat him. He's the best in the industry. Going back to the ring, Tony Schiavone is in the ring. Hook comes out this time. Random. Hook then is confronted by LFI. Uh, no Roosh, just Jose the assistant, uh, Preston Vance, and Drillistico. And Drillistico and Preston Vance attack Hook. Jungle Boy Jack Perry makes the save, comes out with a steel chair, takes out Jose, takes out Drillistico, and Preston Vance. And I'm like, all right, my boy Graydon has been talking about this Jungle Boy heel turn for quite some time now. Is this going to be the week that that this goes down? He kept looking at Hook with the chair and shit. I felt like maybe it was just subconsciously I was thinking, and maybe subconsciously I wanted it. But that didn't happen. Jungle Hook maybe is back together for a little bit. I don't know. We'll see what happens with them. 
going backstage now, another interview with the Sons uh, with the Outcast. They put each other over like crazy. They put Tony Storm over like crazy. Tony says she's having a great time in AEW. She's a champ, and she has the world's best friends. So there you go. Chris Statlander, the returning Chris Statlander. If you watch the watch long, you saw me mark out like fucking crazy for the returning Chris Statlander. Absolutely, absolutely awesome. And, uh, you know, this match was good. Um, it was what it was. I like, we got two women's matches on the show. I should have mentioned that earlier, even though it's like a women's match and a half because mixed tag, whatever. Two women's matches on the show, which is great. Stat defeated Nyla Rose, defending her TBS championship. And Stat looked great. And Stat hit this nasty 450 splash for the win. I look forward to seeing potential opponents for Chris Statlander, the likes of Taya Valkyrie, could be pissed that she stole her thunder. The returning legit Layla Hirsch. These two could rekindle that feud that they were just getting going. Let's go. Love that Stat's back. Love that she got this belt. And then in the main event, Chris Jericho and Soraya took on Adam Cole and Dr. Britt Baker, D-M-D. And I loved Britt and Adam's entrance together. I thought it was fucking super dope. Uh, the crowd was hot for Chris Jericho. Hot, hot for Chris Jericho. It's pretty interesting, but they dug. They took the team of Jericho and Soraya. And uh, Soraya and Britt got their, their, their swings in on each other, slugged it out a couple of times in the match. One point... Jericho had the walls on Adam Cole deep. Britt Baker put the glove on, came in the ring, and actually puts Jericho in the lockjaw. It was a weak lockjaw, but it was a lockjaw nonetheless. Cool moment. Uh, at the end of the day, or not the end of the day quite yet, Adam Cole at one point, I thought this was cool. He went to tune up the band. Goes for sweet chin music, but it's reversed into a code breaker. At the end of the day, we get some super kicks. Soraya gets a super kick to the outside. Double super kick to Jericho. Adam Cole is down the boom for the one. The two and the three, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Adam Cole are victorious to end this AEW Dynamite. All in all, like I said, it was a fun show. I didn't know what to expect because they didn't have very much on paper. It was just a lot of talking segments or whatever, but I mean, I'm fine with it. I like entertainment as well. So there was some good wrestling and some good entertainment, and I felt like they progressed some stories. I like where they're going next week with Jay White and Ricky Starks, even though I'm just pissed as fuck. We didn't get that one-on-one on the pay-per-view. And I'm very intrigued with Orange Cassidy versus Swerve next week because if there's anyone who has earned themselves a championship in AEW since coming over, it is Swerve. He has done fantastic work. I know he was one half of the tag team champions with Swerve in our glory, but I'll go on the fucking record and saying as much as I love Keith Lee, Swerve has outshined his brother. He deserves a solo championship in AEW. Love to see what Swerve could do. And I want Swerve to beat Orange Cassidy next week and get that belt because I do think he deserved it. Like I said, and I'm 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 not gonna play this long um, topic battle royal. I'm gonna rip a couple quick topics and then we're gonna get the fuck out of here tonight. So first and foremost, it was announced: CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. I'll be at Collision. I'll be at Dynamite on the twenty first. I can't fucking wait for the man to come back. They weren't selling the United Center without CM Punk. You know he's coming back. Do I think they're going to sell it out? No. Why would they? He's been gone for nine months. Plus all the drama. It's even soiled some of his fans. Are they going to go? Hell yeah, man. It's wrestling at the United Center in Chicago. Let's fucking on a Saturday night. Come on, baby. 
let's go in our baseball team suck or basketball team sucks our hockey team sucks or football teams on the rise but we have another team in town that team is called cm punk so we are going we me and my wife and actually a couple buddies we're gonna go we're gonna be there and we're gonna be cm punk so we're blue in the motherfucking face and i anticipate He's going to be fighting Samoa Joe as he wants it. And Joe already started talking shit, kind of, sort of, on the Twitterverse. So I am all in on that one. Let's see what else we got. The Don Callis new stable. I hit on it briefly, very briefly, when I was talking, doing the rundown. The Don Callis new stable. Now, that's fun. Because there's a lot of different options there. Now, like I said, with you can do the United Empire route, which to me seems boring. United Empire is getting over his faces in, in New Japan right now. Will Ospreay is over like Grover. He's going to win the G1, and he's going to win the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Great O'Connor is so over, dude. Jeff O'Connor is completely over. Aussie Oberman were just two belts, two-time champions over in Japan, they were fucking the IWGP champions, and they were the strong champions. They're over like Grover. Aaron Hanari is a fucking stud. So, like, the fans want to root for these guys. So, putting Don Callis and Kanosuke to catch up with them, to me, just doesn't make sense. So, who? 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 I don't know. I don't know who. But maybe he just puts together a new badass stable and elevates some people. And I know... Everyone says AEW doesn't need any more stables. But at the end of the day, Don Callis is the fucking ringleader behind this. And you got Kanosuke Takeshka as like your world heavyweight champion piece. Because look at every match he put on. Banger after banger after banger after banger. Claudio Mox Bryan. Banger, banger, banger. Fucking the Willie Mack match on the pre-show of the last ROH pay-per-view. Banger. This guy doesn't put on a bad fucking match, dude. Kid is a stud. Can't wait to see what he is going to do. Going forward, this topic was intriguing to me. The Hangman Adam Page in the Dark Order thing. <clears throat> Again, as I briefly mentioned, Dark Order needs to go heal. It's the best route for sure. Then you could even get like a flip Hangman in the Bucks against the Dark Order. I know it's like less appealing because it's so one-sided. But the Dark Order being the heal portion of it makes it a lot more interesting because they can go to cheating factors. They can add a new member. They have a couple, like I said, they got, they, I don't like the AEW ROH back and forth that they do, but they do it nonetheless. So there's just, there's so much potential, especially if you want to bring the righteous over with Stu Grayson. And then you got the three of them there and they get extra dark and they get vicious. Hmm. Mm, I like that. And then even the House of Black are sort of, I know they're heels on paper, but then you can get that Dark Dark Order against the House of Black for a trio's title down the, down the line. I'm talking. Put the pencil in Tim's hand. Put the pencil in Tim's hand. Now we are talking. And I really think I really think that's all I got for the topic. Better run. I mean, just running quickly down through the matches. Adam Cole and DMD versus and Chris Jericho and Soraya. Um, Building, like, where are we going from this? I think that we're probably going to get this Adam Cole and Chris Jericho feud continued. Adam Cole's beat him twice now. I don't think Jericho's going to take that down, take that lightly. Um, Britt and DM, or DMD and Soraya are now 1-1, I think, in their matches. Soraya beat her clean. You know, she beat her in the one-on-one. 
Britt's got the win here. So I probably think that this is going to continue in some facet as well. And then the only other thing was what they're doing with Orange Cassidy and Swerving. I'm super pumped to see where they're going with the international championship. And now we just need to see where they're going to go with everyone moving forward. Now it's feasible that Adam Cole's going to move on from Jericho. This was it. Adam Cole, Britt Baker, they got the win. It's over. Jericho's pissed. Maybe he goes away for a little bit. Who knows? You got to think with Forbidden Door going to be in Canada. Jericho's going to be wrestling on that. You have the Owen Hart Foundation tournament coming up soon, too. You might see Jericho involved with that as well. Something that I personally want to see with Chris Jericho is I finally want to see Sammy Guevara leave the Jericho Appreciation Society. I think his role in the four-pillar feud helped him outgrow that. It's where he doesn't really need the Jazz anymore, especially with Ty going away. Ty's pregnant. Congrats against against Ty. Love that for that that young beautiful family. That's going to be awesome. She was so great with Brody Jr. and Nolan. She's going to be a great mom. Super happy for them for sure. But now Ty's gone, so you don't have that on screen distraction to like want to boo Sammy for doing all the kissing and bullshit that people just don't like because they're hot or something. I don't know. I don't get it. And then you can take him away from Jericho and the sports entertainment shit. And you just be like, no, I'm fucking, I'm a wrestler and I'm going for titles again. And I'm going to be more serious. And then you could have Sammy and Jericho in a nice program. And you, maybe you can even lead that to all out. I know they probably want to go Jericho and punk. Fuck. No one in the world wants to see that. But I think the Sam, Sammy Jericho program might be a little more feasible. And then, Hey, what does that mean for Adam Cole? That means one thing for Adam Cole, baby. There's already been the shit talk started. MJF says nobody can beat him. Adam Cole's the biggest baby face in the company right now, period. Britt Baker's been talking shit to MJF on Twitter about him, like just not being there and how Adam Cole's better and all this other shit. So Adam Cole, MJF, likely for All Out. I'm not saying all in for these matches because I think I've said it before. I think all in is just going to be kind of a specialty show where you're not going to get stories put into all in. You're just going to get cool, badass matches like Will Ospreay is going to be on there and Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be on there. Probably FTR and Aussie Open is going to be on there. We're going to get banger ass matches, but the stories they're going to tell are going to be at all out in Chicago the following weekend on Labor Day weekend. And I'm not saying that because like I'm greedy. And that's what I want. I just, again, for I see how they book Forbidden Door. They didn't book Forbidden Door to tell story, like continue stories. They just book kind of matches. And I think All In is going to be matches as well because it's going to be a spectacle. All Out, they're going to continue their AEW stories. MJF versus Adam Cole, maybe a Chris Jericho versus a Sammy Guevara. Unlikely, probably Chris Jericho against fucking CM Punk. I digress. Um, and then you know you're going to have your big matches that way. And I'm with it. I'm with it. AEW Double or Nothing wasn't great. When I watched it the second time, I actually liked it a little bit better, ironically. Um, to watch as long as you don't listen to the volume. Yeah, people said the crowd wasn't great. I thought the crowd was fine. I didn't I didn't think they were so bad at all, especially they picked up pretty hot um, once that Wardlow match happened. I think like that that ladder spot really got people going, which was cool. And I'm and I'm actually intrigued to see uh flipping topics right quick. I'm intrigued to see where they go with the TNT championship into all out. He's gonna have this little small feud with Luchasaurus and put him away really quick. And then I'm curious to see where he's going to go from there. Cause there's so much talent on this roster. Let's face it. Now you got collision coming, you have dynamite. You're going to get to see the likes of Miro and Scorpio sky coming back. And 
Andrade and all these guys who are just sitting on that island that we're talking about. We're about to chisel them out and bring them back on over to a dub. And most importantly, Thunder Rosa, baby. Let's go. back. Let's go. So I'm pumped to see Thunder Rosa back and my boy Miro. And of course, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. All in all, solid, solid dynamite tonight. Um, yeah, that's why I'm sitting here doing the show with y'all. So I enjoyed it. Um, I really appreciate all of you tuning in. Again, please go ahead and hit that like button for me. I really appreciate it. And please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Really appreciate that as well. You know what else I appreciate? I appreciate my boy Nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Nick Dieter Ding. My boy, my bloodline brother, again, for making this beautiful outlay for me, making this show just a little bit sexier for you to watch and for me to do. So, so thank you, Nick. While I'm throwing thank yous out there, I want to make sure to thank you, my brother. I appreciate it greatly. And hey, if you don't want to watch my face, I, I totally understand. But if you're in the car or something, you're at work, you can only listen. You can listen to us. You can listen to everything. I do everything we do on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. You can listen to on Spreaker. You'll find Spotify. We're on Apple Music. We're on Google Music. Anywhere that you can find audio, that's where we are. And you can just find that by going and putting the Bloodline Entertainment Network into your Google search bar. Hit enter, and you'll find us on all those audio platforms. And, of course, the YouTube will pop up in all of our social media which is at the bloodline ENT what at the bloodline ENT what at the bloodline ENT get at us on social media, but you'll find all of our audio. So you can listen to us as well. And Hey, when you put the bloodline entertainment network into your Google search bar and all that comes up, the first thing's going to come up is bloodlinenetwork.com, Our website, you can find this show and everything else that we do. What is it? Sports wrestling, entertainment all our videos all of our audio everything that we're doing on the bloodline network all in one place so again thank you all so 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 very much for tuning in here right after this go on flip over to twitch uh boy devin the tribal chief's gonna be gaming and that's right folks we got gaming four nights a week mondays and tuesdays gaming with the first lady and then Wednesdays and Fridays, and we're game with the Tribal Chief. We're doing it all. So go get the Twitch. Hit that like button here. Hit that subscribe button here. And keep it with us on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate your boy, TK. You can find me at the Tim King Show on Twitter. That's where I'll engage with you. I'm everywhere else, too. But just, just find me on Twitter if you want to talk to me. But until then, we out. about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward.